Hey guys, it's producer Ross. It's Roscoe, the greatest producer on planet Earth. Maybe, probably not. Good producer at a stretch? Eh, anywho, I've been told you want more of Roscoe, which is uh, a little bit strange. Uh, I, um, I don't think I'm that good, really. As you know, I'm not the greatest producer. Sometimes I fail to record. I fail to do many things. I can't pronounce some players' names. Apologies to Sergio Bolcher. Apologies to a lot of uh, European football clubs because I cannot pronounce their names. But yeah, uh, this is unfortunately not going to be a strike spin-off series. But don't you worry. I, that is currently in the works. Me and my good friend, Sergi Bolcher, who will be the producer on that show, are currently working on that. Hopefully we'll get the green light and get a pilot for that series because that will be one hell of a show, I can imagine. But yeah, this is the first episode of a new series called Ross Meets, where I meet up with former town players to talk about their careers from the ups to the downs and everything in between. In today's episode, I meet Adam Tanner, the former town midfielder, talk about his career from his Liverpool goal to his drugs ban and also what he's up to now. I really enjoyed his interview. Um, had a nice little icebreaker with him, actually. Um, as you know, I can't drive at the moment and I had to get a train to Chelmsford, where he lives. And um, I had to sort of go to him, yeah, could you pick me up? Because I'm going to get a train. I can't actually get to where we need to record this. And he went, no problem. I'll pick up at the train station. I could take you back. And there you go. As simple as that. What a diamond of a bloke. I really enjoyed his interview. It was a good chat with him. Uh, we had a chat in his girlfriend's um, house. And it was nice and relaxed. And some good, good, just good chat. Good stories. And I hope you enjoy this series. Let me know uh, what you think. And hopefully I'll bring you more in the future. So here goes. Enjoy, guys. Overriding memory of the ga- game was we got battered. <laughs> we got absolutely battered, you know what I mean? And uh, obviously that period of my, of, of my time is something I bitterly regret, but um, I couldn't have asked for any more from the club. So welcome to the first edition of Ross Meets. Today I'm joined by former town midfielder Adam Tanner. Adam, thank you very much for joining me. No problem. Yeah, good. Pleasure. Um, we're here to talk about your careers from the ups to the downs. Every career in football has a beginning. Where where did you start off? Well, my career started as a as a youngster. I grew up in Whitton, and I was playing local football at the age of eleven. Um, I think you could you couldn't start before then, and then I got scouted by Tottenham. Um, spent a year or two at Tottenham, and then I was scouted again by Arsenal. I spent two or three years there up to the age of fifteen, sixteen, um, and at that time they were sort of thinking about offering me the YTS scheme, um, but I was going to have to move to digs in Islington, I wasn't too keen on that. At that point, um, and that's when Ipswich got involved, I was playing for Essex Schoolboys, and uh, they approached me then. Um, at Arsenal, George Graham was there, did you have any interaction with him, or did you just pass cross or anything like no, that? No, no, I, I, I met him um, I met him a couple of times, very strict, very disciplinarian yep. sort of chap. Um, but no, he he did teach me one good thing that I've held for the rest of my yeah. my life so far is that you should always have a a firm handshake, look people in the eye when you shake their hand. It's weird because when I shook his hand, I think I was only twelve, thirteen. He he made that point to me, and I've never forgotten it. Because <laughs> yeah, at that age, you don't really shake your hands, do you? No, it's more just it was quite intimidating. Yeah, but like I say, it's something I've I've taken on, and uh, I've actually said to a couple of other people myself. 
Okay. <laughs> Hopefully my hand my handshake was that all right. That was all right. That's good. That's good. I would have said. He was like, you straight away, stop the recording, <laughs> let's go. Um, so then you joined a town. You were still, you were travelling up? You didn't go into any digs? No, or I, I was getting a train. Yeah. So uh, we had our jobs to do in the mornings. We were um, supervised by Trevor Curtin, who, who was the, doubled up as kit manager, coach driver. He would tell you he ran the club. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we had to report to him. We had our jobs to do, cleaning boots. Who, who were the players back then you had to clean boots for? Can you remember? Um, Walkie. <laughs> uh, Brian Gow was there. He was, there was, we, you weren't allowed in the first team dress room. It was like a sacred place. You yeah. had to be invited in or you, 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 you could only go in there if you were going to pick up their kit. Um, it was brutal. Yeah. Brutal environment for young lads. Um, I was lucky enough to sort of go up to the first team dressing room quite young. But even then, it was a sink or swim situation, character building. Then, who was sort of around your youth team back then who um, came through and stuff like that? Well, the year above me was Neil Gregory. He played quite a few games. He famously scored a hat-trick, I think, at Sheffield United. Yeah, was, yeah. Uh, played in goal in other, in other games. <laughs> yeah. Very, really good goal scorer. Really good goal scorer. Um, and then uh, in my actual year, Lee Durrant played a couple mm -hmm. of games, but nobody really kicked on. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it was... But, but then it was sort of from... A couple of years below me was sort of the period of Tony Vaughan, Richard Wright, James Scowcroft, and then obviously Kieran, yeah. Kieran coming up and sort of blowing everyone away really and uh, being amazing. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, when you mentioned Joe Law, John, John Law, sorry, mm -hmm. um, what was he like as a, as a manager and to be around him and stuff like that? Yeah, he was amazing. I mean, he was he he was as I say disciplinarian in in but in a in a good way. You know, when he walked into the room, everybody sort of sat up and took notice of him. He, he could say one sentence and everyone had, he had everyone's attention. I think it was a mark of respect more than anything. Um, I think it's the way the game's evolved. He had the best car, the biggest car. <laughs> he probably earned the most money. You know, and he... he, he I, said, I, I, I don't want to sort of um, demean he, his, his approach because it, it was brilliant. But it, it was sort of it was a, a respect rather than fear. Yeah. But um, he was the manager, and every everyone, as I say, what I what I can remember when he walked in a room, everybody, it, it went silent, and it was like right, the gaffer's here now. Let's let's concentrate on what he's got to say. When he was in charge, of course, you made your debut when George Burley came in. But did John at any point maybe mention you could be making your debut under him? Yeah, I was subbing one game. I yeah. mean, we did have a number of injuries. Yeah. Um, me and Neil Gregory was sub against Wimbledon. Um, but then I would tra I travelled quite a lot, yeah. and he was earmarking me, thinking we were gonna. Uh, he was earmarking me to play or be sub in the Blackburn away game. It was we we needed to win or draw to to stay in the Premiership. I think it was the famous time when Mark Steen. I mean, too, you're too young for this, but um, I do, weirdly enough, I do. I do yeah, sort Mark of, Steen yeah. scored for Chelsea yeah. in Sheffield United, and we stayed up. Yeah. And, I, and he pulled me aside in the hotel and said, look, it's too much of a pressure game for you to, to be involved in, which I understood. And then he, he the following, I think, round about Christmas, he got the sack. Okay. Um, so, yeah, but he, as I say, he's, he instilled a lot of good habits. Yeah. You know, all his training was very good, very um, like high intensity, but he was all about habits and... and Doing a lot of repetitive stuff, yeah. so it became second nature, and it, is, well, it stood me in good stead in, in in a lot of respects. And of course, George Burley came in. Mm. 
he gave you your debut and what a debut that was. Scoring on your yeah. debut at Portman Road as well. Yeah. You know, New Year, 1995. You know, mm. fantastic. Yeah, I mean, George came in. He only had a few days. Um, I think his first official game was Everton away. Yeah. And um, I travelled, wasn't involved. And we did a training session uh, just a couple of days prior to the Leicester game. And I was involved. We did a bit of shadow play. And I was yeah. thinking, oh... And then he pulled me and said, I'm going to play you tomorrow. And it was all, it was all a bit surreal, to be honest. Yeah. I sort of went home and um, it didn't really sink in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the debut couldn't have gone better, really. I, mean, I, I, I don't remember a lot. I mean, I remember the goal. I remember I got, got concussed and sort of came. I remember I got taken off and I remember sitting on the bench and thinking, what am I doing here? Why is, why? You know what I mean? A bit, it was all a bit surreal. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was it was amazing to sort of when you look back and I know it was on match of the day and things like yeah. that and you, you sort of in the Premier League as well. Well, exactly, yeah, and, then, you know, and it was just at, just at the beginning of the the um, phenomenon of the Premier yeah, League. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just taking shape and it was just gathering, gathering a bit of pace. Um, so yeah, it was amazing and something very proud of. Then your next game was in the cup <laughs> against Wrexham. Yeah. Um, Standard sort of thing when it's start of January, you've got a league game, you've got an FA Cup game. Mm. Um, I hear that it wasn't as, <laughs> it was more eventful in a way. Yeah, it wasn't. Well, as I say, we were Premier League and they were, I think they were League Two, what was the old League Two? Yeah. So um, it was a boggy pitch, I can remember that. It was a horrible day. Uh, we played awful. Um, but we got back, we were 1 0 down, and then I'm sure it's David Linegan scored in the last minute to yeah. equalise. I kicked off, launched the ball in the box, and I've gone in like a bull in a china shop and clattered into someone. Yeah. Penalty, lost 2-1. So. Do you think that was the youth kicking in there a little bit? Yeah, maybe, just sort of a bit of exuberance, bit of, you know. But I mean, I, I, to be to be honest, I can remember the gaffer after, George was well, didn't blame me at all, sort of blamed all the others, yeah. the senior lads. Why was, scoring before. Yeah, why was I in that position and things yeah. like that, but it was a bit of a... Bit of a nightmare. <laughs> you were you were a midfielder. Was, did mm. you play any other positions? I know we're going back to start your career. Did you play any other positions? Yeah, I started as I say, started midfield. When I got in the team, I was playing on the right. Okay. Um, when further on in my career, I played the majority at the back. Um, but yeah, mainly mainly midfield or defender. Okay. Now let's get to big talking point: mm. the goal against um, Liverpool at Anfield, the first win for a Lichfield Town team at Anfield as well. Yeah. What's your first thoughts straight away on that? Um, well, yeah, I mean, it's as I say, I've just it's just gone this weekend. I've been a guest at the club, um, yeah. sort of twenty-five year anniversary. It's 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 amazing, really. When I, I think that time's gone and elapsed so quick, and I can still remember. I don't. I, I, my overriding memory of the ga game was we got battered. <laughs> <laughs> we got absolutely battered. You know what I mean? And uh, Craig Forrest was. Like a man possessed, he he made making saves that he had no right to make, um, and I know I can remember the goal, but apart from I mean it was a bit of a heavy touch, and I, I know people say it was deflection, a lot of my mates do, but take it, take it, yeah, exactly. Look in the record books, but um, it was over. It was again, it was a really windy day. I can remember that, and and just playing, being on the pitch along some you know some real like Ian Rush. Um, you know, Ruddock, Redknapp was there, you know, McManaman. Yeah. You speak to Gavin Johnson about yeah. Steve McManaman in yeah, that yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was brilliant. But as I say, it wasn't until 
we was in the dressing room after the game and Walkie said to me, he said, oh, we've never won it. And I was like, really? You know? And even then, I probably didn't realise the magnitude of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, you think of all the amazing teams, it's, it's been an Ipswich fan yeah. myself. Yeah. I grew up supporting, you know, the likes of Butcher Osman, the two Dutch lads, Walkie, yeah. Gaffer, the Gaffer. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and the phenom phenomenal teams they've had. Um, it's, it's quite surreal, really, that they never managed to beat, beat them. And what so that was your second league appearance playing mm. at Anfield and scoring the the winner. What was the like family members and stuff? They you know they must have gone. Good yeah. on Adam, you know, go on there. Yeah, so. and I'm a dad, my dad was there, which was great. That's good. Yeah, so we um, I travelled back with him. He went up with a family friend. Um, but yeah, it was amazing. You know, you sort of. But again, I think it's a bit surreal. You don't really realise. It's sort of when you take a step back from it, yeah. You know, you know, maybe after a couple of years, I always remember Steve Sedgley saying to me, you know, it will go really quick the first first sort of few games, yeah, of and you won't remember a lot trying yeah. to hang on to it. And he was absolutely right, you yeah. know what I mean? But yeah, no, really proud day for me and my family. Yeah, cool. you went on to I think made ten appearances in the Premier League that season. Mm. Unfortunately, we got relegated. Mm. You wasn't in the nine 0 defeat, were you against Bayonne? No, I'd. Um, we played Newcastle on the Tuesday night and we got beat 2-0 and we were awful. Um, but again, playing, you know, like Beardsley, Janola, Robert Lee, you it's know, amazing, player. amazing team yeah. to be on the same pitch. You know, it's again, a brilliant experience. But um, yeah, I, I had family all booked to go to Old Trafford and George decided that he would. He wasn't, I didn't even travel. Okay. I was gutted. Yeah, yeah, because go to Old Trafford, you know. Yeah, so. and I've never been there, never been there at all now. Oh, since. Oh, wow. Never been there. So I was really up, well, you know, but as I say, just took it on the chin. And then yeah. uh, I remember being in Chelmsford Town Centre when all the tellies used to be in all the, like, Dixons and whatever. <laughs> yeah. And I saw Andy Cole with a, with a ball under his arm. And I was thinking, oh, God, he might have got a hat trick there. Yeah. Well, he got five and then. Nine. <laughs> yeah, it was like, yeah. What was the, the mood like? Because, of course, you, you were training probably the next day or a few mm. days later. What was the sort of mood like? Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't great, if I'm brutally honest. Um, I think there were some harsh words spoken in the dressing room because um, we had tucked them away on the Tuesday or Wednesday. I think it's Saturday, Tuesday, not even. Yeah, and I, I don't know, again, they had, at that time, they had the famous five, Klinsman, Dimitrescu, Sheringham, Barnby and Anderton, I think. Yeah. Um under Ozzy Ardiles, so, yeah. but I was brought back in for that game, but I think we were 2-0 down after three or four minutes, yeah. we, I mean, it was 3-0, but again, you know, I think, you know, there was, although mathematically we weren't down, I think when George came in, it was it was going to be a mountain to yeah. climb, he understood that, it was going to be a re rebuilding process, mm -hmm. for me personally, to, to play 10 games in a premiership, score a couple of goals, and be on the pitch with some, some absolute legends yeah. and superstars. You know, it's something that I'm I'm proud of, um, and something that you know no one can take away from me. Was you aiming to hopefully play more in the Premier League? You know, when you're at town, you're hoping, of course, we're going to stay up and stuff like that. Were you hoping, aiming to to do that? Yeah, it's it's, it's everybody. You know, everyone, whatever line of work you're in, you want to be the best. You yeah. know what I mean? And and for me personally, yeah, to, to to make my debut in the Premier League, you wanted to stay there. You know, but as time uh, elapses, you, you need to be realistic. You need to see where you're going to, you know, evolve as a player. I always remember Brian Hamilton, brilliant, brilliant coach, lovely fella. He he said to me one day, everyone finds their level, yeah. you know. And unfortunately, not everyone's going to be a Premier League player. Yeah. Um, 
I don't ever class myself as that. You know, I played there, and and that's something I'm proud of. But um, yeah, I, I'm, as I say, I, I'm, you sort of set targets. My target as a youngster was to play for England, play in, play in the first division, Premier League, yeah. wasn't it? You know, and I, 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 I did one of those. Did you um, play youth for England or no, anything like that? No, no. I, I got into some camps and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, got you? into the uh, last, I think, 32 for okay. the schoolboys. Yeah. Um, we had, I mean, it was Ryan, he was called Ryan Wilson then, but it was Ryan Giggs and Nicky Barnby were up front. Yeah. You know, so we had a good team. <laughs> Definitely. Um, of course, then we got relegated. Who would say were the, the key players for you in that in that squad who, you know, we were good friends with, good, you know? Um, in the in the relegation when we came down, yeah, down and then just. Um, I was good friends with Steve Sedgley. We used to travel in together. He used mm. to come through from Enfield. Um, Frank Yallop was a brilliant character, you know. But as I say, I was more one of the younger lads. Um, we had some big big players in that. Yeah, Marshall was around. I mean, he was he was a big character. Miller. Yeah. Or did we, he have a maybe shade off that that point? Um, he sort of changed in there. Yeah. But he was ruthless. Yeah. He was a brutal character within the dressing room. Same as Steve Sedgley. You know what I mean? It was a bit of a, it was a, a tough place to be, like all football dressing rooms. Yeah. You know, it's character. I, I don't think it's probably allowed as much today. I think it's evolved. Yeah. Um, you got a lot but, more young kids. And stuff yeah, like that. but it was character building. You know what I mean? Yeah. We we had two separate dressing rooms, and if if you weren't in the dressing room, we had kit numbers. You you couldn't go in there, as it? And if youth team players only went in there to get the kit, and if if anyone was a little bit cocky, you certainly got you certainly yeah. got pulled down a peg or two. Yeah, yeah. Now, who you got any good stories from back in the day? With any players? Anything like going you know nights out and stuff like that? Uh, or? I don't know that I fucking say it really on camera <laughs> okay. without people getting in trouble. Um, well, I mean, I'm I'm well, maybe like you know because of course when the season finishes, you, you know, all go on yeah. holiday and stuff. Any good like holidays and stuff like that? Do you travel? You know, who was. Uh, Danny Sonner was a good one. Yeah, Danny. Danny, Danny Sonner. He's model was... now, I think. Danny, yeah. I think he's a model and actor now. Is he? Danny, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Model? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was always good. I mean, I'm really close still to Jason Cundy. We, we had, you know, we had some good times. Um, yeah, I mean, we had got up to a few little hijinks and that, yeah. but nothing nothing really too too excessive, I yeah. don't think. Yeah. There was, you could sort of say in the 90s there was a sort of drinking culture, weren't there? Mm. Um, we're going to go on to course the drugs ban and stuff mm -hmm. like that um who was there sort of to support you and stuff like that because you know got announced um who was sort of there sort of yeah it, i'll be honest with you um obviously that period of my of, of my time is something i bitterly regret but um i couldn't have asked for any more from the club mm -hmm. from top to bottom you know when it got announced and i was i was called in and um you know i was in front with george and David Sheepshanks, and yep. and they were brutally honest with me. Tell tell us the truth. What's this? I explained the situation. Explained it wasn't a, a, a daily. It wasn't a habit. It wasn't anything that they needed to be concerned of. It was yeah. a, it was a stupid error. Um, and then they were they were brilliant. They sort of backed me hundred um, percent. I think they needed to look look into my eyes. They said it to me. I thought David did especially. He needed to know. He would tell whether I was lying. He, yeah. And he said if he if he felt. I was telling the truth. They backed me, and they did. They were absolutely brilliant. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd done my ban. I think I got, I got three month ban. It was it was it wasn't a good time. I mean, it was horrendous. You yeah. know, I thought my, I had my career hanging by a thread. For my family, my parents, it, it was horrendous. But um, 
you know, it's... Because it, it, were, were you living with your, were your mum and dad still yeah. then, or yeah, stuff like that? Yeah, and I had to do like a statement outside their front door, and they yeah. press vans around their little cul-de-sac, it wasn't yeah. great, it was awful, you know what I mean, but luckily I've got a, I had a good family network around me, and but I think vitally important was the support from the club, yeah. Um, and yeah, they were they were great, and I'm, I think I came on a sub, I'd had quite a good start to the season, which is annoying. Yeah. Um, scored a few goals and I came back for Birmingham and I came on a sub and I got a really good duration for the crowd. Actually, you know, yeah, so. I mean I, I got a lot of letters of support. I did I not all support, you know, I got I got I got some some bad letters but yeah. you know, but everyone's got an opinion and it's I'm sure if it happened in today's society it would have been a lot worse. Yeah, you think now with media coverage, social media yeah. and stuff, people will just be just bombarding different things. Um yeah. Where, so you you came back against Birmingham. You played for the rest of the season. Did you just want to put that behind you? And you know, do you think how old were you when that happened? Um, I think I was twenty three, twenty four. So yeah, I mean, it was like I said. It, but unfortunately, you can't sweep it under the carpet. It's yeah. always going to be there. And to this day, it's always there. Yeah. I saw something you put on Twitter about questions. Yeah. And some of them are alluding to yeah. that. You know, I can't. It is what it is. I'm I'm yeah. not naive enough to think it's going to disappear. Um, yeah, but from from my personal point of view and and the clubs, it was it was once once the ban was over, that was it. We'll get on, focus on the football, and that's exactly what we did. Then, of course, you kicked on, planned the championship. You, of course, went on to make eight seven appearances for the club, scoring eight goals. Um, what would you say? I'm sure was your best moment. But from mm. there, from the drugs ban and everything, what was your next step there? Where would you where did you want to go? Um, I'd wanted to become a regular in the team, and I had yeah. periods of that. I wouldn't ever class myself that I really got in and established myself. I did for for periods, um, but we had an evolving squad, um, and George was building building something really special, um, leading up to the promotion in two thousand, which I, I I just left on that beginning. Yeah. But um, like I say, I was heavily involved. I wasn't like you know, but, but right up until that last sort of six months when yeah. I was injured, and then sort of lost my place in the squad. Um, sort of ruthless, and when when you get injured, yeah, just take yeah, your oh, it is. I mean, it's like it now, and it is, it's, yeah. it's like it, you know, in any walk of life, really. But um, it's again, it's your character, how you deal with it, you know, how you bounce back from disappointments, injuries, setbacks, loss of form, whatever it is, you know, that's what builds characters. I mean, if you talk about just to pick another one of my close friends, Matt Holland, you know, he's strength of character, yeah. even you know when he wasn't playing probably as well and maybe could have been dropped yeah. he was still there looking for the ball and, and was putting himself in in the firing line yeah. um, and I know George rates him as his best ever signing which Captain fantastic yeah yeah, yeah yeah but um, he as I say he, what go, going back to that you know when the hurdles you have to overcome them yeah. it's how how you get over them how you bounce back from disappointments I think that builds people as character and a strong character, be a professional footballer and be successful, you've got to have a strong character. Definitely. Um, there's one, one question on Twitter, someone said, you know, was there an element of too much too young? or? Yeah, I mean, I, d- I don't know for that, because I don't know if I've got too much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but, you know, as I say, I know people focus about the ban and that, but it really wasn't an issue, it was, yeah. it was, a, it was a naivety and stupidi- stupidity. Um, you know, I was back on track and sort of moving. You know, it was it wasn't. Yeah, I wouldn't say too much too young. I think I I think I had I had I did what I did. I played played at the level I did. Yeah. And like I say, I hit my hit my peak. Played 
played played the amount of games I did, and I think that was my time. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I've got, certainly got no regrets. Cool. So after 87 games, mm-hmm. eight goals, you got released by town in 2000s. Talk about your later career. You went on to, of course, Peterborough, mm. then Colchester, and you played non-league. Um, what was your time like that? When you got released, when did you sort of get told that? You know, what sort of... Yeah, I knew it was, it was going to come to a natural end, really. I wasn't playing. I was coming to the end of my contract. Um, I sat down with George, and we had a, an honest discussion. Um, I'll be honest with you, I thought... At that point, Ipswich was my club. I was, I was, I knew it was coming. Yeah. You know, and but I, I mentally, I probably wasn't as well prepared as I thought I was. Um, and I went to Peterborough, and I, I, I hate, not hated it. That's too strong a word. I didn't enjoy it. You had, you had travel probably then. Well, no, I was staying up there. I was going okay. from Monday to Friday or Monday to Saturday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, it's a completely different environment, completely different club. Because what league were they in then? Only League Two or Division? Yeah, Division Two. Yeah, so the one below where we were. Okay, yeah. You know, different, completely different manager in Barry Fry. Oh, Barry was there. Yeah, oh. yeah. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't very hands on coaching wise, but he was yeah. around, and and it was you know I didn't I, I didn't enjoy it, and it, it didn't it didn't work out. Um, then Steve Whitten, who I played with at Ipswich, um, was manager at Colchester again. Went there, didn't again probably. My heart wasn't really in it. Yeah. You know, I'd, I'd leaving Ipswich had sort of was, was the end for me. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, I did have a fairly good spell at Canby Island with a lot of, with Neil Gregory, and oh. there was a few ex-pros uh, there. That was a good time. We won the uh, FA Trophy. Um, but then it all came to a natural end then. I'd sort of fallen out of love with the game, and I just sort of decided enough was enough. Mm. So that age, or 28, that's age? 27, yeah, 28, 29, I think yeah. it was, yeah. Okay, so then... From there, where did you sort of see yourself doing, you know, have you done different jobs and stuff like that? Yeah, I've done all sorts of different jobs. I've sort of um, done a bit of building work. I've got a good job in London doing doing sort of high-rise high glasses, sort of the company I worked for did the, the Gherkin, things like that. Um, and then I've, I sort of decided, I've, I've got a son who's um, he's 15 now. Um, I was sort of, he was living with me and I was taking him to infant and junior school. I had to be more hands-on. Yeah, of course. Uh, once he went to senior school, I had to sort of find something to do. Yeah. So I had a chat with my uh, girlfriend, Vanessa, and um, well, I sort of looked at sort of being retraining and what yeah. what could I do? And then sort of we come up with something, uh, being a mortgage consultant. So I self-trained with a bit of support from the PFA. Yeah, brilliant. Um, and I managed to sort of pass ex- three exams, which was, it was tough, you know what I mean? I sort of gave up, and, not gave up, but while Jake... My son was at school. I sort of set a set time during the day to do studying, but it was hard. It really was hard. But I managed to get through, and I managed to get myself a job at Countrywide Mortgage Services, which is you know a really reputable company. And I've been there for two and a well, just nearly two and a half years now. Um, did, so your son, he knows that you're a former football player. Mm. You scored. You know, you probably got on repeat the Anfield goal. Go, here you go, son. And of course, now with YouTube and everything like that, yeah. you know, what, what does he think about your career and stuff like that in terms of? You know, he he must like football now. He must yeah, he loves stuff, he yeah. loves football. You know, but he's more into his Ronaldo and <laughs> Messi rather than his dad. Yeah, did you play with Ronaldo? Yeah, I know. So, uh, no, no, he, he's he's fully aware of it, but you know, he's he's got his own little life to lead, and he's you know, he we go we go regularly to to Ipswich. Uh, he enjoys. He's he's a primarily he tells me he's an Ipswich fan, but he's also a Tottenham fan. Okay, because of course you. You, you know, you said your family are... Yeah, yeah. Well, also, like Glenn that. Hoddle was my idol. Yeah. Glenn Hoddle's... So, uh, you know, he's aware of him and, and sort of Gaza. Um, but, yeah, no, he's he is... Obviously, he's aware. 
Yeah. But, you know, he's got his other, other things to concentrate on. Cool. Uh, we're going to stop that there. Um, thank you very much for joining me.